Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A lot to be decided in the NFC. Well, everything in the AFC, pretty much decided. We'll get into it. It's week 18. Welcome in as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The only reason I was a little iffy on the AFC, it's not because the Chargers and Broncos have something to play for. The Chargers are locked into the five spot in the AFC. It's because the coin, or not the coin flip, the neutral field AFC championship game still could happen following wins today by the Bills, a win yesterday by the Chiefs. So that sets it up. We still could have the neutral site AFC championship game between Kansas City and Buffalo. But otherwise, George, everything's set in the AFC. Chargers are playing Denver right now, but as I mentioned, they've got it locked up. Denver doesn't have their own first-round pick, so it's not like they're necessarily playing for draft position because that's going on its way to Seattle. Miami ends up being the last team getting into the playoffs. Are, are, how do you feel about the Dolphins with Skylar Thompson leading that offense to uh, nine points and then the safety at the end to make it an 11-6 ball game how do you feel with how things shaped out now in the AFC oh man I wanted the Steelers to get in the playoffs I did but really but I'm at least happy though I do take some solace in the fact that um that Mike Tomlin has 16 consecutive winning seasons because I buried them weeks ago at, at least seven seven weeks ago I was like bro Mike Tomlin, man, listen, that 15 years, that was a great streak, but it's going to come to an end, you know, and he was like, hold my beer, hold my beer. Let me, let me show you what I'm really about. Oh, let me take this two and six team. I mean, consider this, Dan, two and six with out, essentially without a quarterback at that time. And then they were three and seven. Without a quarterback, 
Mm-hmm. Three and seven. They went uh, six and one to finish the season. That is impressive. That is hell of a coaching. And, you know, I, I just wanted him to be rewarded with a playoff game. But, I mean, it, it wasn't going to matter because with the Dolphins, with Skyler at quarterback next week or the Pittsburgh Steelers, ain't no beating. Like, like they are not going to beat, you know, the Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Bills next, next week. It would have just been a ceremonious, you know, showing yeah. up. Yeah. I, I, I think that with that last wild card, and I, I'm putting my personal biases aside because I'll get to my personal biases in a sec. The worst team made the the playoffs of the AFC. Like you, when you look at, I know Pittsburgh hasn't had a, a murderer's row of games, but as you said, you go to Baltimore and win last week uh, like they did. The, the, the win against Carolina actually looks a little bit better the way that Carolina ended up finishing the season. When you see how New England at least competed for, you know, three-plus quarters today against Buffalo, and you just see where Miami is at at the quarterback position, and it's just Miami is not the better of those teams. Just they're not. And, and that is – this is – it's another year where we have a seven seed that – probably didn't deserve to make the playoffs that ends up making the playoffs. Only this time, I think that you could argue that there were a couple of other teams that probably made, uh, deserve to make it before them. Okay. Why would, so who do you think deserves to make it before the Miami Dolphins? I, I, I I think new England and Pittsburgh. Wait, wait, wait. So hold on. Dan, Dan, first thing is, we can't argue. So so I can I can hear your argument about the Steelers. The only reason why I can't hear your argument about the Patriots is because the Patriots are in the same division as the Dolphins and essentially play pretty much the same schedule. But the difference is is that Miami is 9 and 8 and New England is 8 and 9. So so I can hear the argument about Pittsburgh being being how they finished out the season compared to how the Dolphins finished out the uh, season. But it's hard for me to to like make sense of that with with the team that doesn't have a record that that's good enough to have been in the playoffs. Patriots beat them last week. You know, I, like, no, you know, they like did. In, in, and and I, under, I understand that I, I'm I'm not I'm not saying that we should put it. The, the argument is of the three teams that were going into the final weekend. And, and, and mind you, it, oh, my I personal, think the better team out of all of them at this point is probably Pittsburgh. Yes, I, I agree with that. And that that's what I'm that's like the point of it, of, of those three teams that were battling as yeah, the Dolphins play, backed in this thing. They correct. They did the exact opposite thing that the Pittsburgh Steelers did. Yes. They went six and one in their last, what, seven games. And in their last seven games, the Dolphins went went two and five with wins over the the Texans who are terrible and the Jets who are who who don't even have a quarterback at this point I mean Joe Joe Flacco who hasn't played in weeks essentially like they would have been better off with with Mike White if Mike White had played I would I would have picked the Jets in that game <laughs> yeah I I 
I think I, I think I picked the Jets anyway because of Skylar Thompson uh, starting for Miami. And, and again, yes. it's, it's the quarterback. It's the quarterback scenario. And the and Jets not- the defense did exactly what you expected them to do. Yes, they 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 gave up nine points. If you give up nine points in games, you're supposed to win. In in, in not not in inclement weather, like like if you're playing in a blizzard. Okay, nine nine points. It's possible to lose, but in fair weather, you give up nine points, you stink, and lose. Like you're you're, you're you stink offensively, I should say. And and it's not like New England is blowing the doors off anybody. Like that's 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 not the case at all. In in fact, you know they've 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 we used mid mid was our our. our term in 2022 when we talk about the Vikings and talk about other teams and the the youth of America use it all the time. They've been an average football team. But when you look at what New England is on the field and just doing the eye test sort of thing, and that's kind of what I want to put. I want to put everybody on this on this crew to the test test with different things. And maybe we'll start out with this. Like if if this is a college football playoff discussion and you're determining the three teams that are getting in, take, taking away that you know Miami got their their ninth win of the season. When we're talking about those teams, I, th- I, I think you and I agree that you're probably picking Pittsburgh to get that final playoff spot for how they played. But I yes. even think New England and showing today against Buffalo in just of, of how they compete – and you actually have your quarterback. Miami doesn't have a quarterback. A different, if if Tua plays completely different scenario, but they're just going into the playoffs shorthanded, uh, severely shorthanded at the quarterback position, and that is unfortunate for all of us that want to watch exciting playoff football. So, if Teddy Bridgewater is not able to play, especially if Tua is not able to go, which he's well, likely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would probably be pretty upset if I saw Tua out there. Like, 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 honestly, that would be pretty frustrating for me because because it is very clear to everybody that that is that he should not be playing football for the rest of the season. Three concussions in a, a year. I don't care what anybody tells me about that first one when they didn't diagnose it. And he, uh, you know, uh, who was that? Who was that game against Dan? When the he, Bills was it the the week three against the Bills and then there was the following week against yes the Cincinnati yeah yeah so yeah so in that game oh no wait what, yes what? yes yes it was the Bills it was the Bills and then uh, so you can't tell me that that wasn't a concussion and then you followed that up five days four or five days later with the Cincinnati incident and then he has another concussion. Weeks, weeks later, and he doesn't, he didn't self self report. The coach noticed is something in his play and then started asking him questions and then made him go to the doctor. So like, and get evaluated. So Tua can't be trusted to tell you how he truly feels, which is, which is a problem because you are supposed to. You know, in these situations, the coach needs to have some semblance of trust in you. Mm-hmm. That way, the way he can then say, all right, listen, we can make a, a legitimate choice about whether he should be playing or not. And you can't do that with Tua at this point in, point in time. But now the question is, is with the Miami Dolphins, like Skyler is clearly not it. 
So I guess you're praying that Teddy Bridgewater is healthy. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's yes. And that's and it's it's uh, but again, can this, they beat the Bills with Teddy Bridgewater? No. I'm going no. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think I would rather see a Kenny Pickett led team or even the rematch of the game. That At we least they saw would have today. a shot, even though even though I believe that they would lose too. Yeah, I believe the chances. Like if uh, if if one team has a if the Miami Dolphins have a with Teddy Bridgewater have a three percent chance with Skyler, they have like half a percent chance, and then with um, yeah, so and then with Kenny Kenny Pickett and the Steelers, they probably have like a. Thirteen and a half percent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm cool with those numbers. Listen, if I had a bias, if I had my own personal preference, I'm glad the Dolphins are in because I, 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 the the Steelers are to me are just I I know that they're, they're a storied franchise, and maybe it's still uh, the you know the memories of Super Bowl forty and how the Seahawks got screwed so much. But I love seeing the Steelers out of the playoffs. But I'm not dumb enough to sit there and say that they weren't playing like a team that could have been good enough to be the seventh seed in the playoffs. Dan, and do you know what the best part about the NFL is? What's up? Do you remember at the beginning of the season? I, and and if we can pull them up, that would be great because I, I thought we had them uh, tallied somewhere. But um, our picks to make the playoffs in the preseason. And okay. remember – we talked in the beginning of the season about how there are seven, about seven teams every single year that are going to make the playoffs that, that are different from the previous year. And, and what we have in, in the AFC, we have four new teams, the Jaguars, the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Dolphins. Like, like the, the, and then, then in the NFC, you already have two, that are that are going to be in with the uh, Giants and the Vikings. So just like the as much mm-hmm. as it doesn't look like it in the preseason, the NFL works like clockwork. Like it's set up to do this, and it never fails. It, that's the, the that's the yeah. unbelievable part. It never fails, even if, even when you look at the off season acquisitions of like the Raiders. And the uh, Broncos and the um, like, like that that AFC West supposed to be the greatest division that we've yes. ever seen. Two of the teams absolutely stunk. So and, Las, like it Las just Ve- never yeah. lets you down. And, and, who, and who would have thought that Minnesota was going to run away with the NFC North? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, they they ended up doing so uh, in the Minnesota Minnesota Viking fashion that they did, but Minnesota is actually still uh, a little in play here because of what's going on. Let's quick give you a quick update of what's happening uh, on in the games. Sam Howell threw an interception for the Commanders ugly. in the Please end say zone. Ugly interception. An, an ugly interception, but the. Commander's defense has just turned Dallas over and returned it for a score. So they make up for their offensive blunder. So the Cowboys, their only hope is for the Eagles to lose, and then they would beat the Commanders. Well, the Eagles are winning 13 nothing right now, and oh, that Dak was, was just – yeah, Dak no was shot. just picked off uh, by Kendall Fuller, who ran it back for 25 yards for a score. So you have you have that in play. There, there is a scenario where um, 
the Vikings could get the second seed, and that is if the 49ers lose to the Cardinals. Well, right now it's 7-6, Niners up, Niners knocking on the door as well early in the second quarter. The extra point, by the way, in Washington was no good, so it remains 13-0 Commanders over the Cowboys and 13-0 Eagles over the Giants. Chargers don't have uh, really anything to play for, but they're leading the Broncos 14-7, and the Seahawks need to win if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. Tied at six apiece right now with the Rams. Rams in Seattle territory at about the 43-yard line midway through the uh, second quarter in that one. Niners just getting in Elijah Mitchell, uh, fresh off of IR, gets into the end zone. So San Francisco did cash in to extend their lead. But there is a way. If Arizona would, would beat the 49ers, the Vikings could actually get the second seed. But right now, the Niners uh, look like they're going up at least right now seven and could be up eight in a few minutes. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter. Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. We're going to kind of do this college football wise as well. I want to get your thoughts on the real playoff teams that should be in. And we'll dive into the amazing scene that happened at the opening kickoff in Buffalo today. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. It's week 18 in the NFL here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Week 18 of the NFL is here. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Welcome into a Fox Football Sunday, Red Zone Radio. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox as we are live from the TireRack.com studios. This is what's happening right now. Commanders up on the Cowboys, 13-0 early in the second quarter. Eagles up on the Giants, 13-0 midway through the second quarter. Cardinals are in San Francisco territory, but trail the Niners by 8-14-6. Seahawks and Rams tied at 6, 3.50 left to go in the first half. Well, the Chargers, who are at midfield, appeared to just turn the football over uh, with 6-12 left in the first half. It's 14-7, bolts over the Broncos. Uh, but I think Denver is going to get the football in just a little bit, uh, pending a review. And so Denver, nothing to play for again. Chargers, nothing to play for. AFC playoff picture is pretty much set. George, as we were talking about the AFC playoff picture, if there was a committee like the college football playoff committee, okay, and they were deciding on who would get that final playoff spot, if you were a member of that committee, who would you be voting for? For those final, uh, for the for the teams, heck, put it this way: for the teams in the AFC that didn't make the playoffs, if 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 there was a committee to decide the final playoff spot in the AFC, who would you have given that playoff spot to? I would have given it to the Steelers. Okay, I I'm going to go around. We're going to see what Iowa Sam thinks. We're going to see what Bo Benson thinks. We're going to see what Monty Bolaños thinks. I would give it to the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Bo Benson, our executive producer of. All the teams of the AFC that did not make the postseason, who would you give that final playoff spot to that you think deserves it? I think the Steelers deserve it, but I would give it to the Patriots just so we could watch Mac Jones flounder again. And <laughs> oh, have to, Lord. Have to not, nobody wants to watch them. Yeah, no. It's nobody the, it's the, wants it's to the watch Steelers. the world television. It's the Steelers, yeah. Yeah. Iowa Sam? The Steelers' offense is pretty hard to watch. Um, you, you know, but they stuck with – Kenny Pickett the whole year, and they are making improvement. And he's gotten better. He has like, gotten I mean, better. He looked yeah. good today, actually. Yeah, I and mean, they, they had an offensive explosion at, what, 27 points, what 28 points, whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, I'd go Steelers as well. Monty Bolaños at the news desk. I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record, yes, but, but yeah, the Steelers. No, it's, the po- it's kind yeah. of the point of, of, of the exercise. Like, with <laughs> it. like if it, and, and, and we can do this because the national championship game is tomorrow, so there's a bit of a tie within, with college football, but yeah, like that's that's you know that that's the case, and, and and I think it's we've had maybe like one or two seven seeds. Like I remember when Philip Rivers and the Colts almost went to Buffalo and won in the first year of the expanded playoffs. That we've had a seven seed, and you're like, okay, they're legitimately there. But I also just I remember the Steelers of last year, and I remember the Bears against the Saints that I didn't think that they were really a legitimate playoff team i think last year with the eagles even summer thing like were the eagles really a playoff team when they you know had to go face the buccaneers and i think we're kind of feeling the same way against the miami dolphins especially considering their their quarterback situation i love seeing bad things happen to the steelers like i think it's awesome but like in realistic terms yes Yes. Hey, they they stole a Super Bowl, George. They completely well, the oh refs stole God. it for them. They so did completely. not steal. Are, are you talking about against the Seahawks? Yes, Super Bowl. 40. They didn't steal anything. They it was just a joke. on them. It was a joke. 
Um, I but anyway, to, I was about to say this: the Seahawks probably should have showed up for that Super Bowl. Well, they, they did. Just the refs showed up in Steeler uniforms. That was the only problem. That was that was the issue. That so uh, even like for someone who doesn't want the Steelers to see to be in the postseason, I still think like if there was like the best case scenario would have been them uh, making it. Plus, the NFL would have loved it. The NFL is all about the brands. And, George, I know you weren't here last week, but we didn't know what the uh, what the final game was going to be. And Bernie Fratto was, was sitting in your chair, and Bernie and I are talking, and we're both like, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be Green Bay because that's what the NFL wants. Because it was really down to Titans-Jaguars or Lions-Packers for the Sunday night game. And then when you see how great last night's game was, you're like, man, that actually would have been a really great way uh, to end the regular yep. season. But and instead, they see, threw it on like Saturday night. The, so Aaron Rodgers. That's the and, thing that didn't make sense to me is that is that the Sunday night football game might actually be for nothing. It could be for nothing. Depends on what what what, what happens in Seattle. So be, nothing for the Lions. Like if Green yes. Bay wins, they're in. Yeah. But yes. But, but the uh, Jaguars Titans, it meant something no matter who, no matter what happened in any other game. So I, I would have rather put in a game that that had implications for both teams. Doesn't that tell you everything that you need to know though about like where the NFL like you know, like listen, what is more difficult for Detroit? Going to Green Bay and playing a night game like on, on national TV or going in and playing a 1 o'clock Eastern time, noon Central time kickoff. Like, I think the expectation of playing a Sunday night game on the road, which, by the way, where it's probably going to be, you know, 10, 20 degrees cool, colder than it, what, what it was when the sun was actually out during the day, makes the conditions that more difficult. For an indoor team, like you talk about, like, like, stacking it against the deck for Detroit and really for Green Bay. That's what made the decision to put that game on Sunday night so so ridiculous because of what last night's AFC South game really meant. As you said, they're both playing to win the division title. Winner stays, loser goes home. And that's what happened last night, and we saw an epic ending with the Jaguars defense coming through. And now if see the Seahawks win – the Lions have to play for their pride, and it's all set up for Aaron Rodgers. And I know I'm sounding like get, an, get off my lawn, man, but it is. Like you just laid it out of just how the NFL is set up for these brands and set up for these teams. There is no way, there is no real legitimate reason that you, could put, you should put Packers-Lions on Sunday Night Football knowing what you know um, unless you just wanted that marquee name and brand. Otherwise, it should have been Jaguars, Titans. I thought after the heck, when we found out Week 17, George was irrelevant. They should have just announced it then. Titans, Jaguars, Sunday night. That's going to be the season finale. But they waited and waited and waited, and then they're like, "Okay, we're going to make the announcement." Not only that, Jaguars and Titans, you guys got to play Saturday night. So here's a here's a short week for you, Jacksonville. Have fun. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is hey, so they, slanted. They it don't is. give a damn. No, they don't. No. Hey, and that and and Dan, tr- truthfully, that was the reason why this whole week I was so confused at people who called into my uh, show and they were like, 
and tweeted me and everything. They were like, well, it's not fair to the Bills and it's not fair to the Bengals how they just decided it. Without the game being played, it's not fair. I was like, when does when has the NFL ever cared about fairness? It yeah. doesn't care about fairness of salaries, how much travel that you have to have, if you have to play on a short week, if you're hurt, if you're uh it the NFL has never cared about fairness. Never. So, like, I just couldn't get over fans talking about fairness. I was like, there, there is no fairness, and there's no crying in football. Do you think if this was a – let's just take the Jaguars since they won. If the Jaguars were for, you know, for the number one seed, like in the place where Kansas City is right now, do you think, like, there would be concessions made? Like, would we – like, I think that the NFL went out of their way because of the brands of the team that were affected, specifically the Bills and Chiefs. But I, I, I just, I don't... See, I actually think that it made the NFL's decision easier considering that both teams were already in the, in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, had it been Miami and... I don't know, my, Miami and Baltimore... Well, actually... Baltimore was already into, but if it had it been like Miami and the Patriots, they would have had to do something at least a little bit different because like, like they may have just switched the matchups up and made them play each other for who, for who makes it in the playoffs, like something they would have because that would have been a different situation. But I do believe that because those teams were already in the playoffs, locked in division winners, that they were already going to uh, that, that, that it made the decision to cancel the games and stuff easier. I still think Buffalo uh, ended up getting the short end of the stick. How? In all of this, because at the start of Monday's game, they were in the driver's seat for the number one overall seed. And to have to have Kansas City. By the way, Patrick Mahomes has never started a playoff game on the road. Never in his career. Every playoff game that he has played has been either at home or a neutral field because it's the Super Bowl. Every single one. And so now to have Patrick Mahomes go to Buffalo, completely different story. To have to to have to go through that with the, by the way, the Bills have a win over Kansas City. Like the two teams that are playing both beat the Chiefs this year, but somehow Kansas City ends up getting the break. Like it just doesn't like to to, to me like that well, was the toughest. Well, part uh, here's the here's the thing is that is that Cincinnati may have won that football game, Dan. Sure. Like that's the thing about it is that is that we can't say that that Buffalo that they got a break. Buffalo may have gotten gotten a break by being able to be the four seed. I'm sorry, by being able to be the uh, two seed and play the Miami Dolphins. But but like I think sometimes people put way too much importance on the buy. Like yes, you are guaranteed to advance to the next round. But how many times? I mean, how many times? Does does the one seed win win the Super Bowl? I mean, well, it's it, it's not just overwhelmingly. No, it didn't happen last year. Yeah, so it 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 doesn't happen a, a frequent amount. So so like people sometimes put too much importance on the uh, buys when sometimes the buy actually 
has you rusty at the beginning of the game, and then the other team jumps on you. So it, it, it's literally on a case-by-case basis. So that's why it didn't bo- the result didn't bother me as much as it bothered other people be- just because I live in a world where I'm like, uh, that doesn't guarantee anything. Like if it guaranteed you anything except advancement to the next round, and truthfully, players are actually a little more happy playing only, be- only because you don't get a check for the bye week. <laughs> just saying some it of the players for free. some of the players <laughs> like good i get to work this weekend get george on twitter at george reister those guys picked up some hours those guys picked up some hours on the bills that's what they <laughs> did find me on twitter dan buyer on twitter at dan buyer on fox let's jump to the news desk monty's going to give you all the scores when she's done with the scores i'm going to tell you how the playoff picture shapes up uh with those scores that she tells you about what's going on monty hi guys happy sunday george you're back you yes, are back ma'am. in the flesh. Yes, ma'am. Full effect. In, Full effect. In the flesh. <laughs> hey, hey. And you know how no, I don't. always mean to say something to you? Uh-huh. You did. And then I finally was like, let me follow Monty the other night. Dan, Dan, I oh. sent her uh, a picture of the Clippers loss, and I tweeted it to, to her. And I can't wait till we get to talking about basketball all the time. Because, yeah, it was embarrassing. Because Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> like, like he struck a nerve. Talking talk about some, we need to fight back through through games. Oh, they didn't. Bro, fight. how about you play more games? I don't. I don't even know. They barely. They went through the motions that game. As some NFL games today, people have just gone through the motions, but some have mattered. So <laughs> I, I hear you, man. When I saw your tweet, I was like, this guy, this guy's got jokes. I'm not in the mood, but okay. Did you? Did, were you like when you? You saw at like George Rice. Oh, I knew. I already knew. Like, oh, I one hot. No, it's because they got killed by the Nuggets. Killed. <laughs> Absolutely. Final horse. The horn sounds. It, it was, and all of a sudden, there's an alert on the phone. George Rice has followed you on Twitter. And I was like, oh no! I knew exactly what he was gonna say. And you know what? I would have done the same thing. So respect. Right now in the NFL, the Rams and the Seahawks are tied at six uh, late in the second quarter, but they just showed a guy holding a sign at this game that says McVay quit on you. He's going to the booth. Oh, oh, he definitely is. Yeah, so somebody's holding that sign and it's like He's Ugh. not there for the bad times. I'm telling you, yeah. like he's not there for the bad times. They went with the F them picks yeah. last last year. Yeah. And then and then now he's looking at that roster. He's like, yep. "Ooh, a couple guys need contracts. Yeah. Eight, there there's not going to be enough possible help with the salary cap with the uh offensive line for next year. I'm out of here. And Sean I'll be Payton's back later." He's going to leave the booth. I'll take his spot in the booth. All good. Totally, I agree with you. The Commanders are all over the Cowboys so far. Dak Prescott has thrown a pick six. Commanders are up 13-0. They just reached the two-minute warning in the second quarter. The Cardinals are losing by one to the 49ers because they missed an extra point. 14-13 is the score. Less than three minutes to go in the first half. It's all Eagles so far against the Giants, and they have Jalen Hurts back. 13-0 is the score. Less than two minutes to go in the second quarter. And the Chargers managed to extend their lead over the Broncos. They are up 14-10, about to also reached the two-minute warning in the second quarter. The games that ended already, we had the Bengals cruise past the Ravens, no problem, 27-16. So no coin toss is going to be needed for this rematch that will happen. I'm sure Dan will tell you more about it. The Steelers defeated the Browns 28-14. You guys talked about that. Yeah, let's mention how Mike Tomlin has been a head coach for 
16 seasons and has never had a losing record, even though the Steelers did not make the playoffs. And it wasn't pretty, but the Dolphins survived against the Jets. 11-6 was the final score because of that safety. Did you guys see that in the last seconds of the game? It was 9-6, and then they got a safety, and the final score was 11-6. So no bueno if you were betting on that game. They're headed to the playoffs. And then the Texans went for a two-point conversion with one minute left in the game and came out on top 32-31 against the Colts. The Vikings outscored the Bears 29-13. That means Chicago will have the first overall pick in the NFL draft for the first time since 1947. The Panthers, they beat the the Saints with the last second field goal. Final score was 10-7. The Falcons came alive in the second half and held the Buccaneers to zero points. They topped them 30-17. And the Bills and the Patriots, it was exciting for a while, but the Bills started the game. No joke. You're not going to believe it like this. Temperatures around 35 degrees here this afternoon as Folk puts his foot into the ball. It's going to be short. Fielded at the four by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back in the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Naheem Hines. 96 yards. Run. That's how the game started for the Buffalo Bills. Naheem Hines then went on and had a 101-yard kickoff return later in the game. He became, I know, only the 11th NFL player in history with two kickoff return touchdowns in the same game. The Bills came out on top, eliminated the Patriots from the playoffs. Back to you guys. Where was where was the highlight from? That was Bill's side of things, that, that highlight, that right? That was the Bills' side? Yes, this was, oh, yeah. yes, the Bills yeah. Radio Network. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Okay, the excitement came from the Bills Radio Network, not because, from the thing. Because no. the call on CBS was a completely different story. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Uh, and we're going to get to that. Okay. That's going to be in six minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Baia. That's Monty Bolaños. Get her on Twitter, at Monty Bolaños. And just as Monty uh, was saying that the Rams have gotten into the end zone, Tutu Atwell taking an end around and scoring. So as the scores currently sit in the NFL with the scores that she just gave you, including now the Rams taking the lead on Seattle, this is what the playoff picture would look like. Tampa at Dallas, Vikings home to the Giants. The Niners would be the two seed, and they would host the winner of the Green Bay-Detroit game. That's with the Seahawks losing right now. As we mentioned, the AFC playoff picture is, is set. It's Buffalo home to Miami. Baltimore will travel to Cincinnati for a rematch next week. And then the Chargers, who lead against Denver, will be in Jacksonville to face the Jaguars. Interesting times indeed, and what a way to kick off Week 18. It did sound a little differently on CBS as we are live from the TireRack.com studios. George, we are going to hear how Jim Nance and Tony Romo handled that magical moment. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister, the NFL vet. Get him on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me, Dan Beyer, on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Niners knocking on the door, trying to extend their lead. They're up on the Cardinals by one, facing a second and goal with 24 seconds left in the first half. At the half, the Rams lead the Seahawks 13-6. to That's music to the ears of Lions fans who need the Seahawks to lose if their game against the Packers means anything tonight. Chargers up on the Broncos 14-10. to The Eagles lead the the Giants 16 to nothing. Commanders up on the Cowboys 13 nothing. Dallas does have the football in Washington territory with 39 seconds left to go until halftime in that one. It was surreal. 
maybe, George, if that's the, the word that came to mind when we saw Naheem Hines return the opening kick for a touchdown today for the Buffalo Bills against the New England Patriots. Almost a perfect moment oh. considering what this week was, wouldn't you say? Man, that is that is incredible when that uh, happened. I, I was watching it. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, that's a big return. Oh, my God. Naheem Hines has, has a little more speed than I thought Naheem had in that gas tank. Buddy, that's, that's a little more uh, – it's a little more uh, gas in there. So I was impressed with Hines. Uh, but but as far as the moment, and it's funny because I talked about this this uh, week, Dan, is that is that the emotion for the Bills in the beginning of the game was going to be extremely high. Then it was going to like because after emotional things, it, it like it always whether it's bulletin board material or whatever you call it, it yeah. it only lasts like a quarter at the most, and then you got to get back to going to go play ball, and that's what the Bills did is that they it and that emotion helps you positively, but it can also have a negative impact on you too. And that's where it was important for them to learn how to manage that emotion. And they did a good job of that. They came and won. And Naheem Hines returned a second kick for a touchdown, which was which was just incredible. <laughs> now Bill Belichick is like, what's going on? But it was I say it was an almost perfect start because I want you to hear the call on CBS. And it was almost perfect only to be ruined by Tony Romo. All right, play it, Sam. Underway as New England decided to defer after winning the toss. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. Oh, you just said this is storybook. This is almost fate. I just can't believe what just happened. Josh Allen, the same Stop thing. Talking. Six days removed from this. Stop talking. Can't believe it. Seeing that Stop we saw the first down in Cincinnati. And Let it breathe. An incredible script. Oh, it's, you just it's you can't fake it up. Talking. It is fake. Like it was going to happen. Stop. And you know Stop. that wave of emotion sometimes that hits talking. you go either way. <laughs> Please <laughs> Stop talking. The point is good. Can you believe it? After all okay. that's happened in these last six days, the emotional downs. Then, of course, we could pot it down. The, the, that the, the, the George. Oh, rookie move, rookie. Dude, he's been doing this way too long. He's been doing this way too long. Like I, I've called games, I've called college games. You know, for for Fox Sports. Well, sorry, for uh, FS1. And when you've been through broadcast boot camp and you've been through all these other things, one of the first things they teach you is when there are moments like that, there's one word that is important. What's that word, Dan? Uh, I, I, let I, it, let it what? Let it breathe. Yes. Let it breathe. Breathe, man. Like just like there, because you are calling it for television, right? Yep. So people like if, if it's, if it's radio, it was, it was fine. But but uh, but television, people saw what happened. They saw what happened. So you don't have to, you know, like do all this crazy yeah. stuff. Pictures are telling you. Yeah. You're, you're so getting just everything. Let just after. So Jim Nance, he 
he narrated the call. Then be quiet and let people enjoy the crowd yelling. And then after about, you know, five, 10, 10 seconds, then he could have popped right back in like, hey, yo, blah, blah, blah. Like it would have been perfect. Yes, yes. But just that was out. a rookie move. He's been at this for too many years to do that. He's yes. going to look back on that and be like, I, I promise you, if I get a chance to interview Tony Romo, I'm going to ask him about that moment. And I would bet dollars to donuts that that he's like, man, I, I messed that one up. If bet I'm the technician, yes. I cut his mic. If I'm running the audio, I turn it off. Turn off everybody's mic. Like, I mean, that, like that moment needed to breathe. And then just Tony Rump. And, and by the way, there were no words to describe it, which also made it 10 times more difficult to try to describe it. And then when he couldn't find the words, he kept on trying to find more words. And you're right. When you're doing it on radio, you need to describe it. But when TV has the pictures there, I just kept saying on my TV, just shut up, Tony. Shut up. Just let it breathe. Oh, what could have been. Still an awesome moment. Still an awesome moment. But uh, Tony Romo just need to zip it. Broncos got into the end zone at the end of the half. They're tied with the Chargers at 17. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Big implications tonight and next season. We'll talk about them next. Shut up. Stop it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Still six games waiting to be completed in the 2022 NFL regular season, even though we are in 2023. 
Five of the six going on right now, and then later tonight, it's the Lions and Packers from Lambeau. Welcome in as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What a great day for the Chicago Bears. Oh, I mean, Dad, I've been waiting on you to bring this up. I've been waiting on you to bring this up. This, Lord the, Ch- the Chicago Bears have the first overall pick now in the NFL draft following their loss to the Minnesota Vikings. And the Texans win against the Indianapolis Colts. So the Bears fans. you knew that that was going to happen. You knew that, like, when I looked at the schedule, I was like, oh. And I knew that the Colts were starting Sam Ellinger. I was like, bro, there's no way. Like, there's no way unless, like, the the the, the problem with trying to lose games, because I know that there are a lot of conspiracy theorists out there that are like, yo, mm-hmm. these teams, they lose on purpose. You cannot get the players to lose on purpose. <laughs> Are you sure? You can you can get the front office to try to put them in a bad spot. You can get a, a, a secure coach to maybe put them in a bad spot, but probably not because good coaches refuse to do stuff like that. So, so you can't get the players to lose on purpose. Why not, George? Because, first of all, they're not on guaranteed contracts. And they're all playing for their next job. They're playing to be on the roster next year for starting spots, for bonuses, for all sorts of stuff. You can not get players to lose intentionally. And I, and when I saw the, the, the matchups, I was like, oh, Chicago's getting the number one pick. I could not be any more happy with that, Dan. And do you know why? Why is that? You should be ecstatic about it, too. I, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the reason why I am not ecstatic. But okay, I, tell me. Well, be, right now the Broncos are tied with the Chargers, and the Seahawks have the Broncos' first round pick. Yep. If the Broncos win this game because of the Colts' loss, they actually drop a little further down in the uh, draft. They're guaranteed a top five pick. Seattle is from Denver. But if the Broncos win, then the Colts end up moving up uh, ahead of what the Broncos pick would have been. Okay. Now, let me tell you why you should be excited. Okay. Okay. First of all, I do not believe that Seattle, if they are at that, that if you're Seattle, you want that Denver pick to be ahead of Indianapolis. Why, Dan? I just because I want the higher pick for more leverage, whether it be if they want to get a quarterback, if they want to get. I don't think that they're going to draft a quarterback. I don't. They 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 might not. But I'll tell you what, with the defensive players that are out there in the names of Jalen Carter and Will Anderson, if you fall to four or five, there may no be no guarantee that those players would be there. Oh, one of those they, players. Now, 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 the reason why you should be excited, and okay. now this this has nothing to do with fandom. This has everything to do with work. All right, because the if the Houston Texans were picking number one, what was going to happen when the first pick came in? They were probably going to take uh, just select Bryce Young. Or, yeah, yeah, they were going to draft a quarterback, right? Yep. What were the chances would you put them at that they would have traded out of the number one spot? Slim. Yeah, Very like slim. probably like 99% no. Like yeah. 99%, yep. 99.5% no. 
Um, unless it was a team at like number two that was trying to get up and they were going to mm-hmm. give up an arm and a leg. Like, a, like, like they wouldn't have moved down like past. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the Chicago Bears being at number one, what do you think the chance is that they draft at number one? Um, I, 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 I'm going to say it's 50-50 right now of, and if they did, they would take a defensive player or they would trade the pick. Well, I think it's probably like 95-5 that they take that draft pick. Okay. That, and that's the part I like about it, is that there's going to be a lot of wheeling and dealing, right? Because yeah. Arizona is not going to draft a quarterback unless they trade Kyler. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so you're going to have a bunch of wheeling and dealing. And Indianapolis, they're going to give up so much to get in the top uh, top two. If I, I mean, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to get Houston's pick. So now you're going to have one of these massive trades that is either going to pay off or not pay off. <laughs> From the Colts jumping up with the, to get the Bears pick. Yes, or the Raiders, right? So the Raiders, who are sitting at the number seven, who should have hired Rich Basaccia last year, but it said they hired a guy who took them 6-11, and 11, which was probably to be expected because he wasn't a good coach in Denver the last time, um, in Josh McDaniels. But now the Raiders, they have clearly stated that they're going to move on from Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. So, so... Uh, so I was talking to a friend of mine who works in the industry and he was like, dude, you know that they're going to end up with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I was like, are you kidding me? And I thought it made all the sense in the world. That is so Raiders for them to get rid of Derek Carr to get Jimmy Garoppolo. What would you think about that, that exchange? Um, yeah, it would have been six in one hand, half dozen in the other. Yeah, it's the two yeah. Spider-Mans point, pointing at each other yep. like, you, you, I know you. Dude, that that would be a case of quarterback multiverse. <laughs> yes. yes, agreed. Or if, I, I, I don't, I, and, and if anything, it wouldn't be an upgrade. I'd rather have Derek Carr over Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. Yes. 100%. I'm so happy that people starting to starting to come come around to this. Uh cuz the uh, the uh, 49ers are in the catbird seat right uh, now because they can go back to their Trey Lance plan and know worst case scenario if he gets hurt or anything else, Brock Purdy's there. And you can and Kyle Shanahan's offense is idiot proof. So you can win with this offense. Well, I I would you know like I would also say I think I'm a little bit higher on Derek Carr than maybe others are. Um, I feel maybe I appreciate him a little bit more than than some others, or just felt that he should have been treated better when, uh, yes, you know, over these final two weeks instead of just not even being around the team, being inactive. I just think the the whole thing was just kind of messy for what he had meant to that organization. Now to the Colts Texans thing, like I, I agree, like it adds intrigue. To have the Bears sitting at number one where the Bears usually aren't, you know, I mean, number one overall pick, Chicago, it also does open the possibility of, all right, let's just say that Ryan Poles, the Bears GM, is infatuated with Bryce Young, just loves Bryce Young. Now you've got Justin Fields there. And there, I mean, there, there is, it is no guarantee as we sit here on January 8th 
despite the amazing strides that Justin Fields has made through the season, that the Chicago Bears are 100% sold on him. Now, I think that he had done enough. Well, they was should so, be, dude. Yeah. They're, they they put so little around him. Like, like I, I agree with you. And, and the, the, you know, the offensive line needs to get better. But I'm just p- putting it out there. Yeah. In, in aspect of how you're looking at things, it also then may if they're like, all right, we would rather have this guy um, as opposed to Justin Fields. And all of a sudden, Justin Fields is in the market. So which from what we've seen in certain off seasons as of late with the quarterback position, I wouldn't be as shocked if, if it happened as, as it would have been five years ago. And so, so it's a huge day for the Bears. We have tons of salary cap. But I want to just go back to your point, George, at the top. And I agree with you. I don't think players tank. But I just have a – the Indianapolis Colts today, on the final drive that allowed the Texans to not only score a touchdown but get the two-point conversion to win the game, gave up two fourth and longs, including a fourth down and 20 on the Colts' 28-yard line. And remember when we've talked about this, guys going for interceptions and yep. not batting the ball down? That's all you had to do. All you had to do at the end. And instead, the ball goes through the defender's hands. Jordan Akins is standing in the end zone. Not only does he catch the touchdown, he ends up catching the two-point conversion as well. And it's over. But twice on that drive, the Texans converted on fourth and long. One on a fourth and 12 when they hit a wide-open Brandon Cooks down the sidelines. And it's like and, – and, and we're, we're so far past the point of Jeff Saturday and – Jeff Saturday being the issue or not being the issue. I just don't know like how you make these plays and how, like how can we see the, this Colts team give up 33 points in the fourth quarter, give up or to the Cowboys, the 30 points they gave up, you know, blow that 33 point lead to the Vikings, how they can blow this last drive the way they did against the Houston Texans, who really as a team had nothing the game but the players different story so like, could we talk about like the texans and, and they're you know maybe not wanting to win and tanking probably not but i just have i i just have so many questions on the other side of the, of, of the football and how defensively the indianapolis colts could have so many breakdowns and just physical breakdowns i mean brandon cooks was wide open on, along the sideline let him up whatever how do you how do you not just bat the football down on fourth down like I, I just, it, it's like I, I felt so bad for the Colts fans that actually did show up because they had really no reason to today. And just to see that performance and to see the games of game after game after game after game, like you're sitting there and then you're just watching the Colts move up in the draft order, move up again, move up again. You know, so it's beneficial for think, them to lose today. Like I, so what do you think Jim Ursay is going to do? Does he look at this last, like, what, like 10 games and say – Oh man, yeah, Jeff Saturday is the guy I need back. Or does he is like, oh no, I need to go all in on Jim on Jim Harbaugh, which I think he's going to do. Yeah, I think that that's that's more of the more of the the role. But just in how the Colts lost some of these games, I mean, just of of, of the, that, that Cowboys game. Do you remember that Cowboys game? Yeah, but was he had a good feeling. He had a gut feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that are you talking about that fifty four to nineteen drubbing where it was, uh, where it's it was twenty one nineteen going into the fourth quarter twenty one yeah. to nineteen, they gave up thirty three points in the fourth quarter. 
How do you, how do you do that? Like how do, I, how, I don't I don't know that. Well, actually, actually, if we watch the Baltimore Ravens Miami game, that I mean that was pretty inex, inexplicable too. But they didn't turn the ball over, which which made it even I, more unbelievable. I didn't I I didn't think that the, the Texans were obviously fighting today. These cult situations, I I just had me scratching my head. I, I I don't know I don't know how it how it it how you can play like that. And today, when they twice, all they had to do is get a stop on fourth and long against the Texans, and they're unable to do it, including a batting down of the ball that's thrown up into the end zone. Uh, so so bad. All right. Oh, this and is, can you and can you tell me what is Brandon Brandon Staley doing? <laughs> well, God. Well. It, They're playing it, for nothing. Mike Williams is now hurt. He got carted off. And you're like, bro, just just take your main guys out at this point in time. Let's just, be honest. Just, That's a, you it like your your seating cannot even change. Just correct. chill, bro. Like Herbert should be out of the game for sure. And so should um Mike Mike Williams, Eckler and um Keenan Allen, yes. Joey Bosa. Yeah, get them all out. Yes. Absolutely. The Chargers, by the way, uh, just saw the Broncos get into the end zone. So now the Broncos have taken the lead. As George said, this game does not They're matter. not even it's playing 20, hard anyway. It's 24-17. to 17. Denver leads early in the third quarter. The Niners extended their lead 28-13 to 13 now. San Francisco is on top of Arizona. Elijah Mitchell, back from IR, uh, got into the end zone earlier and just got into the end zone again. So it's 28-13. to 13. Niners over the Cardinals. The Seahawks are into the end zone. That is of utmost importance when it comes to the NFC wild card. The Seahawks tying it up. Tyler Lockett, touchdown pass or touchdown reception from Geno Smith puts the Seahawks even with the Rams. 13 all, nine minutes to go in the third. Cowboys are on the scoreboard, but trail the commanders 13 to six. Eagles continue to lead the Giants 16 to nothing. Giants have nothing to play for. The Eagles, with a win, lock up the number one overall seed. Football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM on Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. That's right. Tune in on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock Eastern time as we take you live all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Bayer on Fox. So what are the Bears' options atop the NFL draft? And what are the options of some head coaches that want in and want out? We'll talk about the hot stove when it comes to NFL coaches next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, I'm Dan Bayer. Let's quick give you an update on scores. Justin Herbert still in the game for the Chargers, and George is pulling his hair out right now. And it's Denver up on L.A., 24-17, to 9.57 left to go in the third quarter. Chargers are locked into the five spot in the AFC. They'll have Jacksonville in the wild card, uh, super wild card round coming up next weekend. The other four games, all NFC-related. The Rams have kicked a field goal. They're back up on the Seahawks, 16-13. Four minutes left to go in the third quarter. 5.47 left in the third. Niners kick a field goal. They're up on the Cardinals by 18, 31-13. The Cowboys have the football, but down seven to the Commanders. 9.40 left in the third. It's 13-6 in that one. And the Eagles continue to hold their 16-0 lead on the Giants. Again, Giants have nothing to play for. They are locked into the sixth spot in the NFC. And right now, it looks like they will be going back to Minnesota as the 
Niners are likely to lock into the two seed as long as their score holds. And you could have a rematch from a game that we had a week or two ago that was pretty, pretty good in Minneapolis. Our NFL insider is pretty, pretty good in talking about the future. And he joins us again. You can hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast. Find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL and hear him right here on Fox Sports Radio. Adam Kaplan joins us again. Hello, Adam. How are you in week 18? Guys, I'm well. Yeah, it's uh, been, been an interesting day. No, no question. Obviously, we've gone through a lot uh, through this week. In week 18, and uh, it's it, the playoff picture, by the way, is kind of clearing up. The coaching picture is it shouldn't be as wild as last year, guys, when we saw 10 changes. In fact, it's not going to be. Uh, but as I warned you, Dan, last year when you said it, you thought that was it on a Monday, I said, no, I, I'd be careful about that. And then things trickled out later in the week. So, But right now, I would tell you, it doesn't look like we're going to have a lot of changes. Well, well I, I want to start there uh, because, Adam, we've talked about this on this show. You've brought it up, the Sean McVay uh, yeah. future in L.A., which over the last 24 to 48 hours has gained a lot of steam. How does that play out with the Rams? All right, so, Dan, we talked about this at, at the Super Bowl. We were in L.A., and, and I talked to two coaches who were pretty tight with Sean. One of them war- warned me about burnout. They said uh, One guy said he didn't think he'd coach more than a couple years if he made it. And I know this guy knows him, so I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll take that under advisement. I mean, if you're telling me this, it's got to be true. And here we are. Uh, I don't know if you saw or heard his press conference Friday. I, I mean, if, I hate to say reading into things, it was so obvious that he, his poker face didn't work. He basically said, I'm, 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 you know, we're going to coach this game now, and then we're going to see, which means he's thinking about it. I would have to agree with what Jay Glazer said on uh, Fox Football Sunday. You know, people with the Rams kind of feel like it might be a surprise if he stays. It's just, this is kind of where he's at. I think a lot has weighed on him. It's been an incredibly tough season, guys. They had the best injury situation in the National Football League for two seasons, 2021. Least amount of players listening to the injury report, least amount of players missing time. Then here we go. They've had this terrible situation, obviously starting with Matthew Stafford. Both are starting receivers. Their offensive line got decimated down three starters couple guys on defense you just can't win like that and Sean's not used to not being able to control a situation I think that is also part of it that's what I was going to ask you how much do you think that it was about that they went F them picks last year <laughs> and then and now the Piper is coming to come be be uh, paid and they're not going to have the cap space to resign everybody plus fix the offensive line and he's just like yeah. listen I don't have to sign up for this I'll wait till I get another good situation and i don't know about my quarterback situation either yeah well matthew stafford said he's coming he's he's going to play and as long as he gets cleared he'll be the quarterback but look sean payton remember now sean payton uh, took uh, one year off uh, obviously he's with with fox on, on on sundays and all the reasons i mean you could add probably four or five why sean walked away and he's never completely clear on why he did it but it's not a secret they had a uncertain quarterback situation and, you know, Jameis Winston, who they played a lot of money this season not to start after he got hurt. He didn't get his job back. It's just sometimes guys walk away and, and, maybe, and also need a re- recharge. This is certainly something kind of new. I remember growing up here in Philly, Dick Vermeil shocked the world and walked away in his early 40s. We didn't think he'd walk away for 15 years, and he did. And then he came back, as you know, in 1997 with the Rams, and we know what happened two years later. Yeah, and go and win a Super Bowl. Then he coached the Chiefs for a while, too, after that as right. well. Okay. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you mentioned the other Sean, Sean Payton. Uh, how much smoke and fire is there with this Denver connection that we've heard about? See, it's interesting. Peter Schrager asked him on the, the 
show this morning, one of the shows this morning, about you know, how much a quarterback means in terms of taking a job. Now, he, he what he did say it's the it's the it's ownership, it's a general manager and head coach. Okay, he was just kind of vague. He didn't really address it. I, I do know this about head coaches who have a lot of juice going into a situation. You would have if if you're going to take that job, whether it's Sean Payton or somebody else. Do you think you could fix or get this quarterback, Russell Wilson, back to where he once was? Dan, you know, as a Seahawks fan, he's not played well since the first half of 2020. That's why I'd be very surprised if either he or Jim Harbaugh took it. I know both want to get, I know that Sean would like to return uh, based on what I've heard, and Jim Harbaugh is definitely open to coming back to the NFL, as, as people have called it unfinished business. It's true. But I don't know why. That, I mean, I, I, I've talked to one. I actually talked to one head coach of Canada. I think this guy will either get an interview this year or next year. He said he'd have to do a lot of checking and talk to guys who've worked with Russell Wilson to even interview for the job. He just he just questions what has happened to Russell Wilson. I I don't think anybody has that answer. Only Russell could probably answer that. Hey, well, he he's looking better today. I tell you, yeah, he is. But you know, it's still been a disaster. Yeah. Um, now. As we look look at what's going on with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, yeah. I mean they, Adam, they look like the most. They're twelve and four right now. E- even if they win the game today, they'll be thirteen and four. But they don't look good. Like I don't trust them versus. I actually would probably pick the Buccaneers at home versus the Cowboys. Yeah, and and look, George, if it, it, he played great against Philly. That was by far his best game of the year. But he's been wildly inconsistent I, since he came back from the injury. He hasn't played at a particularly high level except for that Philly game. Their defense struggled a bit. Oh, it's not great today. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really believe them. And, and honestly, I, when you look at the NFC, you know Minnesota with those crazy come from behind wins and all those close wins. I, I they could score, but I don't think their defense is going to be good enough. But when you look at the NFC. It's really, to me, it's Philly and it's the Niners. And that's it. I, I don't see it. I, 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 don't see, I don't think Minnesota's that good. Now, Tampa Bay, you could throw out today. They pulled Brady. That, that was planned. They want to get him tuned up the first half and pull him. I think it's, I think it's kind of a two-horse race between the Eagles and the Niners. Adam Kaplan, the championship game, by the way. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on Twitter, at KaplanNFL. Are there any... Uh, long-term things or things that are going to be put in place um, in case there is another DeMar Hamlin situation? Um, is there anything that they can do padding-wise? Um, what, what are, what are the, the long-term ramifications from what we saw Monday night that we could see a change in the NFL? Yeah, I would expect the NFLP and the NFL to take a broad look at it. I actually asked Jason Avon, former Eagles and Chiefs and Panthers receiver today at our Inside the Bird show, our pregame show, about exactly that. And he said, look, today's NFL player wants less padding. And they're going to have to kind of come to grips with you've got to protect yourself. And that, to me, is kind of, I think, Dan, where we're at with this thing. You know, there's got to be something to, to protect the breastplate. And they, also, they have to go through that, obviously, that video of that tire play from all 22 and see how it happened. Uh, and just thank God DeMar Hamlin is doing great. Well, I've got to tell you, I'm, just, I'm so overwhelmed with, with happiness when – I, I couldn't sleep uh, Monday night. I don't know about you guys. I was just still kind of in shock over it. And the fact that he's been tweeting the last couple of days is just so great, and uh, I'm glad that it's happening. Yeah. Um, now, I got a chance to talk to Jason Cole this this week, who's a Hall of Fame voter, writer. Yeah, I know Jason. All that. Sure. And, sure. And, and he said that he thought that the league was kind of that – 
that these potential neutral site games that they're really hoping that it does happen because this could be the future of the championship games. I don't see it, George, only because you have to ask yourself this question. We went from two buys to one. What is the real advantage of having home field? If you've got the number one seed, what, what is the point of it? Because that, that, I would be shocked if owners number one would have to prove that to the NFLPA. I can't imagine owners were to prove that. First of all, it's a loss of revenue, a huge loss of revenue. And it's just a loss of prestige. It's like, again, why would you get the number one seed? And if you've earned it, what is the end game is that you want to have the championship game at home, which is a huge advantage. Yeah, I'd be shocked if that happened. There's certain things I think the league might be open to. Look, I'm still surprised we've got seven teams in for each conference. I get it. It's great. I mean, it helps uh, – Coaches keep their jobs. It's more money for everybody. I get that, but this is a, that would be extremely drastic. I, I'd be again in our lifetime. I'd be very surprised if that passed. But oh. I would say never say never. I've learned that about the National Football League. Hey Adam, I, I, I got a quick one for you because you said that there won't be as much coaching turnover this year. Or well, a surprise, sure. Uh, sure. But oh, okay, so can so can you name names? Who do you believe? Which teams do you believe? Yeah, will I don't turn fire over? people, George, but I could tell you this is what I always say. I always call where there are questions. Obviously, Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, there are questions. The general manager who's taking a leave of absence for health reasons. Uh, quarterback coming back into an ACL. That's all, that's the that of the. We've got three openings already, as we know, obviously, because we have three, which is very rare. You don't you don't see more than one or two. It's very rare to move for more than two to be replaced in season. We've got three of them now. What I what I've said is I've learned this over 21 years. What happens is, let, let's say a GM and an owner they you know, they had their conversations, they've talked about it, and so here's what's going to end. Obviously, Houston with Lovey Smith. We have to see what happens there. That's an ongoing discussion. Great, great win, by the way, today. Wow, what an incredible win. I know, I know it's two bad teams, but it's an incredible win. But what ha- like, I'll give you an example, right? Doug Peterson would have kept his job in Philly if he was willing to move on for some of his coaches. Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, was not on board with it. And that's, it got delayed a little bit. They actually had meetings in uh, Florida in Jeffrey's home. He's got a home in Florida in addition to Philly. And it, it, they didn't do it on Monday. It actually took a couple days. It actually took a week, I think. So what happens is, like, there might be two or three, and I've learned my lesson with this, where they discuss with the coach, hey, listen, you need to move on from this coordinator. And if the coach refuses, they fire the head coach. That's why, that's why George, like, right now we know, the, we, know, we know the ones are in question, the three we mentioned already. McVay is obvious. We've known this for months. What's going on in Arizona and what's going on with Houston? Now, there might be two or three that could flip, depending on how conversations go. If, they're, if the head coach is resistant to change, that head coach could be fired. That's, that's kind of the untold part about, uh, of the change that comes up sometimes. He's Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. We can't wait to talk to you during Super Wild Card Weekend <laughs> next right. week. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate okay, it. Thanks. Get him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Find George Reister on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. I may have misspoke earlier. I know the division winners get uh, home field in the first round, but uh, I just want to clarify in case I put any uh, wrong information out there. Uh, Charles tweeted in 
saying I may have said Tampa at Dallas. Obviously, it's Dallas at Tampa in that situation because Tampa wins the NFC South and gets the home game of Dallas right now. Not worried about that. They're worried about getting out of this game against the Commanders, uh, likely unscathed because they're still trailing by seven and the Eagles uh, have a lead on the Giants. So there's not much that Dallas can change when it comes to their seeding. For more on the games going on right now as we are live from the Tyrac.com studios, let's jump over to the news desk. Monty Bolaños giving us the latest. What's going on, Monty? Well, you're right. The Cowboys are still down to the Commanders. 13-6 is the score with about six minutes to go in the third quarter. But the New York Giants are on the scoreboard. Yay! They hit a field goal. Good for them. But the Eagles are still all over them. 19-3 is the score. They're about to end the third quarter. Less than a minute to go. The Broncos have taken the lead over the Chargers. 24-20 is the score. About halfway through the third. Justin Herbert, you know, doing Justin Herbert things. Throwing for 204 yards, two touchdowns. The Cardinals are losing to the 49ers. 49ers have extended their lead 31-13. Less than two minutes to go in the third. And the Rams have a slight lead on the Seahawks. 16-13. They just got going in the fourth quarter. Now, I want to play something for you guys. Somebody that I've... That I've... um, not learned, but that has really grown on me is mm, Joe okay. Burrow. Everything yep. I see that guy do, that does, everything he does, everything I see that he does do, he cracks me up. I think he's so funny. So obviously the Bengals, they clinched the AFC North, and right away you saw a picture of him with a cigar already on social media, and he was asked about that. That's our standard now, so we're going to celebrate it every single time we do it. We're going to smoke our cigars, and we're going to wear our T-shirts and hats, uh, but we expect that every year. So it's expected now. It's the first thing that came up, a photo of him and his cigar. He was also asked about the Bengals' playoff window, and this is what he said. The window's my whole career, and everybody that that we (laughs) all the coaches we have, things are going to change year to year, but our window's always open. I mean, right? Oh, you talk, yo, is Joe Burrow! Ugh. Right, right. Hey, hey, I promise. Every everybody knows that I'm a <laughs> Herbert guy, and I have been outspoken that I would have drafted him in front of Burrow. But I will tell you, I will take Joe Burrow's swagger, right, plus his, <laughs> right, plus his play. I know. Listen, listen. listen. Herbert is like a a hermit. He doesn't want the media. Doesn't want any of that. Herbert uh, Burrow will go out there and be be like, listen, we're going to kick your ass and then tell you about it after the uh, game and then say, why you mad? You should have stopped us. I know. I, oh, I love that, man. I, listen, I love listen. him. I'm jumping off the Joe Burrow train, man. In his outfits, like everything, Ooh. everything. He hey, just exudes hey, confidence. Hey, that's, my, that's now my quarterback. <laughs> hey, hey, do you think Joe Burrow could do uh, a TikTok that says, hey, Ravens, what happened? Oh, huh? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. oh all right. If that, they, if they, that felt like a lead balloon. Isn't that all what they're doing on on TikTok? Yes. You know, it's the what happened. Yeah, right? 100% right? he would yes. do that. He would Thank do that. Thank you. Yeah, but but yes. it got to be after Thank the playoff you. game. It got to be after the playoff game. Yeah, yeah. And you had to appreciate the Jaguars trolling everybody on social media, too. <laughs> them, them putting up the video of... Uh, the the kid putting the video. Oh, they're the stupidest franchise. Christian Kirk. I mean, we laughed at him too. But uh, yeah, they they they're like the 
the um, Oakland A's or the <laughs> or the Cubs <laughs> doing that money ball stuff, and it worked, bro. It has worked. And last thing, just because Adam Kaplan mentioned Lovey Smith, Ian Rappaport tweeted this. I guess Lovey Smith was asked, "Do you expect to come back next year?" And he said, "Yes, absolutely." So oh. he's expecting to come oh, back yeah. as the head coach. Oh, hey, hey, that might be just a project. I mean, he might expect to and want to. Right. But uh, listen, I, they gave the man nothing to work with. Right. And they're probably still going to fire him again. But the good news is, is that it won't be Josh McCown because of the way that uh, – what's his name just failed? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday. So Saturday. if Jeff Saturday had <laughs> – had like gotten them to the playoffs, they would have absolutely fired Lovey and hired Josh Josh McCown. I believe that to my core. Mm. Well, back to you guys. Thank you very much, Monty. <laughs> yeah. Get her on Twitter at Monty Bolaños. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. Monty told you what's happening in all of these games. And there's one game in particular that I think could have the long-lasting effect into these playoffs. George and I debate. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Wilson takes the snap, looks left, now throws a ball that is caught. This is Tyler Batty. Batty down the east side, west side line. Batty to the end zone. He stayed in bounds, didn't he? Touchdown, Denver. Now, back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. Find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Highlight there, courtesy of KOA 850 AM and 94.1 FM in the Broncos radio network. Broncos are up four on the Chargers, 24-20, nearing the end of the third quarter. And in fact, Denver just forced a Chargers turnover. DeAndre Carter caught a pass, got inside the 20, but was stripped by Justin Simmons. Denver recovers, so they take over deep in their own territory against the Chargers team, George, that still has Justin Herbert in. You mentioned the Mike Williams back injury earlier uh, in the broadcast. He is out for the Chargers. Joey Bosa got dinged up on a tackle of Russell Wilson at one point. I mean, (laughs) Adam Kaplan says he doesn't want to want to fire anybody, but he named teams that are in question. Uh, if you're a player, and, and this is nothing, the Chargers are going to be the five seed. They're going to face Jacksonville next week. Do the players know uh, that what is going on in Denver may not be the best option if starters are still playing un, uh, under Brandon Staley? Because you seem uh, to have a problem with the Mike yeah. Mike Williams, you know, injury with nothing to play for. They like, should have this- been out of the game prior to that. Like that, the plan should have been for them not to play the entire game. Half, quarter, quarter, half, some, something like that, especially when you're a team that's been injured all freaking season. All season. I, I, I don't do – this dude is lucky to have Justin Herbert as his quarterback. I promise you. Cause, because some of the choices he makes, if he didn't have one of the most talented quarterbacks in, in the league, if it, oh, my God, he would have been fired already. It, it, it'd have been fire. He is this. He is saving his job. He is the. 
He is like Mike Bootenhoser with the uh, with the uh, Bucks. Gian- sure. Giannis is saving the day. So is Justin Justin Herbert. And I'm sorry, boot, uh, Mike, because we uh, it's not even our full basketball talk yet, and you're catching strays already. <laughs> but the the issue with 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 Brandon Staley and what's going on with the Chargers is they're made stuff that you you don't like, and maybe the decision making, this and that. But to your point of just not playing, of, of you have the option of not playing, guys. And I understand that you want to be sharp entering the game, but isn't it the coach's duty to do what's best for the team? If you want to go in sharp, maybe play a half of football. Maybe if that's what they want, they wanted to keep some momentum going. Um, and, and what now they've, now the Chargers have, have found themselves. They're in a game where they're down by four, so you don't you don't want to just punt on the game, but now you've already lost two, at least Mike Williams uh, significant. I'm not sure on how significant the Joey Bosa injury is, but he was dinged up a little bit. So now you've got two of your big name players who have had a hinge injury history, and now they're still you know you're you're still playing Austin Eckler, you're still playing Justin Herbert, like. That's the sort of stuff where you're just like, okay, en- en- enough is enough. Like at at what point? Like if if you're Brandon Staley, you're the start of the fourth quarter right now. You just say, all right, can you say starters out when it's a four point game, and and you've got a Denver team backed up. Like, can you do that? Are players going to be like, what do you mean? You you are the coach. The players are not the coach. You are the coach. Take them out when you want them out. Like, like, and, and true, I promise you that unless there are guys that are playing for incentives and stuff like that, they are not going to be upset about coming out. I promise. And it's just the, the question, and I, I don't believe Derman James is in uh, the game at this point for the Chargers, but man, you want to talk about, you know, having some malpractice, if you will, or I mean, this is. If, if there's another serious injury, um, there are going to be a lot of questions. You search Brandon Staley on Twitter right now, and um, yeah, you're going to have a field day because everyone is scratching their heads when this game has has nothing, is it, no reason for it to be uh, at least have the Chargers starters in at this point into the fourth quarter. The point that I was making, George, was if there was a plan to say we're going to go, we're going to play a good half of football. And then everybody's coming out. We're going to do this, but we want to be sharp. We want to be heading into the next week. Can you do that? Can you just all of a sudden just start pulling guys? And it's not, you know, like when you're in the middle of a four-point game. Like, I yes. I don't know what it's like in the locker room, like, you know, mentality-wise. Oh, because on the outside, no, it just looks nobody, like. That because the players are like, especially after the Mike Williams injury, mm-hmm. they're already like, why, why the hell are we playing right now? Sure. Sure. I think a lot of us have that question. Uh, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. The Lions probably want to know what's happening with the Seahawks. So we're going to tell you if you're a Lions fan. Right now, 16-13, to 13, Rams on top of Seattle. 6.30 to go, but the Seahawks are in Rams territory. The Lions need the Seahawks to lose 
if their game tonight against Green Bay is anything for Detroit. Packers, obviously, with a win, can get in. Seahawks need to win this game if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. Commanders have just extended their lead over the Cowboys, 23-6. to uh, Early in the fourth quarter, just uh, 20 seconds in. So it's 23-6, Commanders. Giants have gotten into the end zone, but the Eagles still lead with 10 minutes left, 19-9. to And the Niners on the verge of wrapping up that two-seed in the NFC with a 38-13 lead over Arizona as J.J. Watt plays his final game of his NFL career. Again, get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. George, are you ready to do name association as we say goodbye to the 2022 NFL regular season? Are you are you ready? Are you prepared? Are you I ready stay to go? ready so I don't have to get ready, man. All right. Stay that is coming. So that is coming up next. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We take you down to the wire in the final week of the regular season of the NFL next here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Down to the wire, they go in Seattle. Welcome in. It is week 18 of the NFL, and the Seahawks facing a third and goal against the Rams. Down three. Do not get in. So now it's decision time. And, George, I'm not sure how much of a decision Pete Carroll really has to make as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Seahawks have to win they have to beat the rams 
even a tie does them no good in regard to their playoff situation. Right now it's a 16-13 Rams lead. Seahawks had it third and goal at the two-yard line and a handoff to Kenneth Walker. Heck, it was down to the one-yard line. Went nowhere. In fact, he lost a couple yards on the play. So now the Seahawks are forced to kick a field goal. They have no timeouts left which is usually pretty rare with a Pete uh, Carroll-led squad down the stretch. But the Seahawks have a drive that ends up squandering just a yard short of the goal line, and now they have to settle for a field goal attempt. So Baker Mayfield, uh, all Lions fans right now, their favorite player of the NFL is Baker Mayfield, as he could have the opportunity to uh, lead the Rams to victory and knock the Seahawks out of contention, making tonight's Lions-Packers game for all the marbles if the marbles are the final wildcard spot in the NFC. Oh, yeah, because I'm rooting. I am rooting for the Lions tonight. So I need the Rams to win this game. It, it, but, like, it feels so gross, Dan, because I want Geno Smith to get an opportunity to be a starter it may not happen in Seattle. He may end up with the Raiders or somebody like that, but I am excited about his future. I think that he'll get an opportunity to a start and should if people keep giving Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield jobs. Why, why the hell would you not give uh, this man a job, especially with the uh, future? So actually, Seattle may draft a quarterback with their uh, pick and just have him the quarterback and waiting until, you know, and allow him to sit. But um, behind Geno for a year or two, that might make some sense, which will give Geno the opportunity. And then, you know, kind of like an Alex Smith situ- situation, because Geno's not going to play bad enough for you to take him out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Similar yeah. to the way Alex Smith wasn't going to be able to play bad enough to pull um, uh, to put Patrick Mahomes in a rookie. So you just have to let it play out, and then you move on in the offseason of the next year. But I'm not bringing in a rookie and just uh, and letting Geno walk out the door, I'll tell you that much. Well, well, here, here's the question, and, and this is, you know, I, 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 hate, to, I hate to do this, George, um, but no. The, the but lasting, let's do it anyway. Yeah, the lasting <laughs> image. I mean, when, when, when Pete Carroll uh, is done with his coaching career, they're going to talk about uh, the Super Bowl win over the Broncos. They're going to talk about his success at USC, but they're also going to be like, oh, yeah, he threw it at the one-yard line in Super Bowl forty-nine when you had Marshawn Lynch. And this sequence here, I know it doesn't go back to what happened eight years ago, but you were just talking about Geno Smith, and the Seahawks had a first and goal at the two-yard line, and they end up you know, coming away on three plays, all runs to Kenneth Walker, uh, you know, with with negative yardage. They did not allow Geno Smith to throw the ball into the end zone or, or do anything, even with even with his mobility. I mean he's he's you know he's he's not Jalen Hurts out there, but he's not Tom Brady either. And you know, very, very conservative by Seattle. I don't know they just felt that they would be able to be more physical than the Rams, which is a, a little surprising. Rams always give them, you know, such a I mean, this this rivalry has been dominated by the Rams as of late, but to not even not even throw a ball into the end zone uh, in that scenario where a touchdown puts you up, and then you know, with your playoff hopes at stake, just very very surprising how conservative. Oh, bro, um, I would have absolutely gone for it on fourth down right there. Down like three, what, you would have gone for it. Yes. 
You what have to kick here? the field. You like, have to kick the field no, goal there. No, no, you a, don't have to kick the field goal there. They don't have any timeouts. There, there's you two minutes left in the game. Get the win, Dan. Do I do I believe in my in my team or not? I mean, because because now you're going to be sitting here watching, hoping. But you know, I I would have gone for actually mm, with no timeouts. No, and yeah. it, it wasn't yeah, it was fourth and goal the right at the. One. It wasn't at fourth and goal in the one. They lost three yards on their third down play, which was a run. Yeah, which yeah, made true. it fourth and goal at the four. But it's just the three plays prior of not having any opportunity to put a ball into the end zone. Just very, very surprising. And listen, Baker Mayfield, for as much as we criticized him up until he came to L.A has shown to be very capable in a Rams uniform. We saw him go 98 yards against the Raiders on Thursday night football a few weeks back. So the opportunity on a short field where a shorter field is they only need a field goal. It's just curious play calling for the Seahawks. And I, and I get how much, you know, run the ball in defense is Pete Carroll. But you talk about Geno Smith just to, to not even have one opportunity it was almost as if the Rams knew they were going to run the ball, which but it would have been even more of an opportunity to try to put something together to throw into the end zone, and they didn't do it. So that's, I mean, that that's where we are. So that's the game we're going to be focusing on because it does mean so much to the playoff picture that is still undecided with the Lions and Packers tonight. Seahawks need a win and a Packers loss. The Lions need a Seahawks loss and then for them to beat Green Bay tonight to get in while Green Bay just has to beat Detroit in that Sunday night affair uh, to hey, get into the playoffs. Oh, Brandon Brandon Staley, he must he, – must have heard us or gotten word from on uh, high. Justin Herbert is out of the game. Hey, all right, finally, way to go. There it is. And uh, I, Eckler's out of the game too. I know I can say a lot of stupid stuff. I am not. I am not saying that I don't, George. But when we were talking about Staley, like my my point on Staley was, like when you're a player in that scenario. Like, you have to be locked in. You have to be on the same page as the coach to be like, all right, this is our plan. And when I just wondered if any doubt or questioning would creep in of being like, all right, is coach going to pull us? Or are we in a close game? Now do we get pulled? Or why are, why are we still in the game? No, What's going on? You should have a plan for that before the game even starts. Like everybody should know that that here's the plan unless somebody on special teams gets hurt and we cannot pull you out of the game because there because there are things that that can happen. And uh, Chase Daniels with a touchdown pass and a two point conversion for the Chargers to bring it within three. And the Broncos have scored 31 point in, inexplicable points, which is <laughs> I mean, that 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 has to is is that their highest point output of the season? Um, gosh, uh, you know, last week uh, against Kansas City, they had 24. When they played the Chiefs a few weeks ago, I think they had 28. Yes, um, that is their highest output, right. scoring output of the season. So they might be averaging like, you know, like 16 points a game now instead of 13. Not not to make this, why is he still in the game radio, but Dak Prescott is still in the game. The Cowboys are down 17. Well, they and- need to be in the game. Cause, cause, cause they were like there. I, I have no problem with that because the Eagles game hadn't gotten so far out of out of hand that like they could have still won and gotten 
the one seed in home field advantage if you were the uh, Cowboys. Yeah. So so that made sense to me. But but he's in now, right now. That's the question. They're yeah, down. but you, you just found out that this game's over, like literally just just right now. So they may pull Dak, but also they may leave Dak in only because they've been playing so poorly that you may want to say, all right, come on, let's put just a good drive together, please. Like something to give us some positive mo- mo- momentum going into next next week. But this Giants-Philly game is not over. It's three minutes left. It's a 13-point game. Uh, it's probably over, but but how many times have we seen more bizarre stuff than uh, than uh, that happen? That's a that's a fumble and a that's a fumble, a kick deep and a punt, and now all of a sudden it's a one score game. Well, this is let's go back to Seattle where the Seahawks defense was able to get a stop on the Rams, a third and eight. It appeared that they had Baker Mayfield in the grasp, but Mayfield was able to shake loose, but only able to complete about a six yard completion that left it fourth and two. The Rams punted away and would have had the Seahawks down inside the one yard line. However, the Rams were unable to keep the football from going into the end zone there was an opportunity they could have down it at the two could have down it at the one but the gunner overshot the football went into the end zone and then the ball just flailed towards the goal line so the Seahawks now with 56 seconds left have no timeouts but they have the football at their own 20 a field goal wins this game the Rams only have one timeout so conceivably the Seahawks could run out the clock and play for overtime in this scenario or they could try to play for three. Don't do they, that. Don't do that. It's a, a turnover here would kill them. It would the Rams would be in field goal range if they if they needed and Seattle is actually able to complete a pass and now Geno Smith has scrambled all the way across midfield and has gotten out of bounds at about the Rams 45 yard line. That's a, a long scramble of about 25 yards has put Geno Smith and the Seahawks, and now a late flag has come in, and DK Metcalf has also just pushed Jalen Ramsey. So the, this is the late hit maybe on on Geno Smith out of bounds, and Geno Smith is actually still on the sidelines hurt on this run. So now a personal foul was called a late hit out of bounds on – the Rams, and Geno Smith is still down on the Seahawks' sideline. So you may have to have Drew Locke come in and take a knee and then spike the ball with how much time would be left. But this is this is absolute worst-case scenario for the Detroit Lions as the Seahawks just got into field goal range against the Rams. Wow, this is... And, 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 and I'll tell you what, DK Metcalf put his hand on the face mask of Jalen Ramsey afterwards. Ramsey ended up doing a bit of some uh, flailing, but there could have been a, a uh, personal foul call because of Ramsey's actions as, or excuse me, of, of DK Metcalf's actions as well. So this is, this is a... <laughs> A unique situation. Again, we're sitting here without the audio, but this is so crucial to how the NFC playoff picture goes out. Geno Smith was down on the sidelines, George. Yeah. And I'm just surprised that there is no way where he would, if he'd have to miss a play 
or 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 what is being trans or what's going well, they on? They didn't here? stop play for his injury, so that helps them out in terms of that part of it. So the Seahawks do have it first and ten at the thirty yard line. And now the clock is ticking. Rams have one timeout, but there's no reason for them to use it unless they want to just freeze the kicker, uh, Jason Myers, who's been very good this season. So now the Seahawks are running the clock down. They move the ball to the right hash. And so it's either going to be overtime um, as uh, Geno Smith goes under center. Probably need to snap the ball with about five seconds left and spike it. And that's what they're going to do. So that's the situation in Seattle. The Seahawks will bring on Jason Myers for about a 46-yard field goal to win the game and keep their playoff hopes alive. If he misses, we're headed to overtime. That's what's going on right now in the National Football League. Overtime. <laughs> I'll tell you, that 15-yard penalty um, yep. puts the Seahawks in. And DK Metcalf not only put his hand in the face of Jalen Ramsey, yes. he also gave him a headbutt. Yes, and that was not called, and ooh, uh, and ooh, and ooh. and very well could be that should have been that lets you know for any of you conspiracy theorists out there, they the NFL is not in on this <laughs> because if the NFL were in on it, they would want the they would have wanted this to not be able to have a kick to be able to win it. They would have wanted it to for sure go to overtime. And then have the Packers-Lions game tonight mean a lot. Mm-hmm. And the Rams did use their final timeout to try to freeze uh, Jason Myers as he attempts it. A lot of this is this is what Week 18 is supposed to be all about. The other games right now, the Commanders attempting a field goal. The Niners are just running out the clock, about to beat the Cardinals. So the Niners will be the two seed. The Eagles at the two-minute warning continue to lead the Giants by 13. Giants do have the football in Philadelphia territory, while the Chargers are down three to the Broncos with four minutes. As George told you, Chase Daniel is in. They've got a second and 15 from their own 35. So here it is. So Jason Myers' kick for the Seahawks ends up no good it is off the right, upright, and Yuck. we are now headed to overtime in Seattle. Oh, it's the magnets. It's the uh, magnets and the balls. I, I, I was, I'm going to say this. I'm going to play complete Monday morning quarterback, backseat driver, whatever you want. Myers is a right-handed kicker. I was surprised they went to the right hash. And, that, and it went off the right upright. When they ran the football like they did, they ran it to the right and placed the football on that side. I thought they would have gone left hash and allowed him to move it into the goal uh, in, in, through the uprights from that angle. But he stayed on the right side. It barely moved. It's like when you want to hit a hook or a draw, George, and then you end up going straight on the, on, you know, on the tee box. That's pretty much what happened. It was starting to draw slightly in, but just not enough. So we are headed into overtime in Seattle between the Rams and Seahawks. And the Seahawks, I will just tell you what's going to happen with the coin toss, and then we're going to take a timeout. Chase Daniel and the Chargers appear to have just turned the ball over with 327 left to go in that one in Denver. And... The uh, they're going to review a possible turnover on an interception, but mm, you got you got. I, I I'm surprised they didn't have the right hash, George. I I really am. I just never. I 
usually they're kicking from the left left hash and just fade it in, or you just start it at the right upright and draw it to the left. Seahawks have won the toss. They're going to take the ball as we start overtime. So the Seahawks score a touchdown. Their playoff hopes are alive. If not, Rams can get a field goal and win this thing. All right. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We are going to take a timeout as we are live from the TireRack.com studios. Seahawks and Rams going into overtime. Niners have wrapped up the two seed. They just beat Arizona 38-13. to So San Francisco will be the two seed. Minnesota will be the three seed to face the Giants, who, by the way, just got into the end zone. Maybe George was onto something. It's only a six-point game against mm-hmm. the, uh, the Eagles. I, the Giants... t- I told you, bro, the game ain't over. And that was a hell of a catch, too. It's, it, it, it's not over for sure. You're, you are right about that. It's over for the Cowboys, who are down 26-6 to with four minutes to go. If the Giants somehow pull out a miracle in Philadelphia, again, they don't have any timeouts left, but it's a six-point game with a minute 38 to go. If they get the onside kick, the Niners would then elevate to the number one seed. So that's what would be at stake on the onside kick coming up in Philadelphia. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. More crazy Week 18 action next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. Crazy happenings in Seattle. They are still in overtime. Rams and Seahawks tied up at 16 apiece. And Baker Mayfield was just picked off. And if he wasn't picked off by Quandre Diggs, it would have been a long touchdown that would have ended the game and ended the Seahawks playoff hopes as Van Jefferson was open downfield. But Diggs came over from his safety spot, picked it off, and now the Seahawks have taken over first down and 10 from their own 36-yard line. Now a field goal wins the game. Seahawks won the toss, didn't do anything with it, went three and out, punted it back to the Rams, and the Rams threw the interception on their first possession of overtime. As for what else is happening, Eagles have clinched the number one overall seed. They topped the Giants by 6, 22 to 16. So Philly is in at number one. The Niners beat Arizona earlier today. So the Niners are in at two. The Vikings are the three seed in the NFC. Tampa Bay, we knew, was the four seed. They are going to face Dallas uh, in Tampa coming up in a wild card weekend. Cowboys losing to the Commanders right now, 26 to 6. Just a minute to go. Uh, time winding down in that one. And the Broncos up on the Chargers, 31 to 28 with the Chargers finally pulled their starters they're at the two-minute warning so denver looking for their fifth win of the season uh george uh, as for what is going on uh in seattle uh right now at what point if you are pete carroll after your kicker just missed a 46-yard field goal do you say as you are now in field goal range kenneth walker took it down to about the uh 21-yard line how how far do you play this downfield to kick this field goal um, is it just handoff after handoff? Do you put the ball no, in the air? What no, are you dude, doing if I you're the am, Seahawks in this situation? I am playing and trying to get a reasonable field I think goal. we still have George. We may have lost yeah. his connection just uh, temporarily. There, we got him. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, Sorry, I, was, I was over here talking. I was like, uh, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't think that – well, well, if you're Seattle – you just do whatever whatever is best. Try to try to get a good easy easy kick. And if you can score, score. Like you shouldn't do anything dangerous, but now that you are within, you know, under 40 yards, I'm just trying to get a good kick on the hash that that he wants, but I'm not just going to just just lay 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 it up though. I'm going to try to continue to score. Yeah. 
I mean, the, yes. I, I, I absolutely hate when people just, oh, let's just leave it on the kicker's foot. No, put the ball in the damn end zone. That is the surest way to win football games. The, uh, the Seahawks now have gotten it uh, just getting a first down. So they're down to about the 16-yard line. Again, the Lions need a Seahawks loss if they have any hopes of trying to make it to the postseason. Uh, Green Bay can win and get in. So even if the Seahawks win this game, they still could be eliminated with uh, by Green Bay later on tonight. So it is a first and 10. It's actually at the 17-yard line. So that's where the Seahawks will have it first and 10. I did want to give you some, uh, some name uh, recognition. By the way, the game in Denver is just going final. Players walking out of the field. Denver topping the Chargers today, 31-28. to So Russell Wilson goes out a winner uh, in the final regular season game. Uh, for Denver in his first season. If I were to give you a – can I give you a couple names, George, and you can tell me on how you would characterize their uh, 2022 season? Okay. Can we, can we do that? You know, okay. And we'll, we'll, we'll let you know what's, what's happening. The Seahawks uh, getting a one-yard carry by Kenneth Walker, so now it's second down and nine, and we'll interrupt it, and we'll, we'll let you know what's happening in Seattle. It's the only game going on right now. But Cowboys just lost. How would you characterize 2022 for Mike McCarthy, Cowboys head coach? Uh, one word present okay present b- because because he's still there <laughs> some, some some people weren't sure if he would still be the Cowboys head coach and he has gotten them to the playoffs they won 12 games they finished the season 12 and 5 after a disastrous start to uh, Tampa but now it's come full circle they started the season with a bad loss to Tampa. Now they got to – and that was in Dallas. Now yes. they got to go to Tampa. Now, if they lose that game to Tampa, I, I may have another word for Mike, Mike McCarthy, which would probably be unemployed. <laughs> if, it, it, it's interesting because these are the names that I'm going to be bringing up are names that we have talked about a lot during the offseason, a lot throughout this season. And now that the regular season is done, I'm I'm interested in how these names fare. By the way, the Seahawks have brought Jason Myers out onto the field for a field goal on a third and seven. So we're talking here about a 31-yard field goal for Jason Myers. And, George, should be noted the ball is on the left hash this time. The left hash for... The Seahawks kicker, 32 yards. Well, this is shorter than a PAT, so, you know. It is. It is. The last time, though, he was on the right hash and couldn't draw it in. We'll see if he compensates, and we'll find out. Lions fans, Seahawks fans, all sitting on the edge of their seats, depending. The Seahawks can't have a tie. They need to win this game if they want to stay alive, and they do. Jason Myers has just won the game for Seattle, 19-16. to They win in overtime against the Rams. A lot at stake. Could be the last time we see Sean McVay walking off the field as the Rams head coach. Uh, will this be the last of the Seahawks that we see this season? The Lions have been eliminated. The Seahawks or the Packers will now take that seventh seed in the wild card. We're going to continue our game. Let's jump over to the news desk. I know I did a lot of the heavy lifting there, Monty, with what was going on. Well, Monty Bolaños <laughs> is here to give us what's happening uh, throughout the rest of the day here uh, in Week 18 in the NFL, but the Seahawks are winners. I was a little nervous. You know, Jason Myers had the opportunity to be the hero during regulation, and I was nervous it was going to hit another, either the left or the right upright, but he got it. He got it. The Seahawks survived 
drive. They beat the Rams in overtime, keeping their playoff hopes alive. Obviously, they're not officially in it, but they've kept their hopes alive. The Broncos, they edged the Chargers. 31-28 was the final score. It was all commanders against the Cowboys. They held them to just six points coming out on top, 26-6. Dak Prescott, 14 of 37 for 128 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That was a pick six. No bueno. Eagles, they clinched the number one seed in the NFC after beating the Giants 22-16. Jalen Hurts rolled up in a Michael Jordan shirt that said, I'm back. Uh, so he completed 20 of 35 passes Love for 229 yards. It. No touchdowns, one interception. But like you said, George, he had to get going again. He had to, you know, get back in a rhythm. The 49ers dominated the Cardinals 38-13. Brock Purdy, 15 of 20. Super efficient, 178 yards and three touchdowns. No picks. The games that happened earlier today, the Bengals, they cruised past the Ravens, no problem. 27-16 was the final. Uh, the Bengals secured the number three spot in the AFC. They're going to host the Ravens at home, so we're going to have a little bit of a rematch from today's game. The Steelers defeated the Browns 28-14. They were eliminated from the playoffs, but we have to mention that Mike Tomlin has been a head coach for 16 seasons and has never had a losing record. After the Steelers won today, they ended the season in a winning record. The Texans, they went for a two-point conversion with one minute left in the game. And they came out on top against the Colts, 32-31. to The Vikings outscored the Bears 29-13, so that means Chicago will have the first overall pick in the NFL draft, the first time since 1947. This happens, I believe, in April. And then it wasn't pretty, but the Dolphins survived against the Jets, 11-6. They're headed to the playoffs. They're going to face Buffalo. The Vikings outscored the Bears. I said that right now. The Panthers beat the Saints with the last second field goal, 10-7 was the final score. And the Falcons, they took down the Buccaneers. And the Bills, they came out on top against the Patriots. They secured the number two seed in the AFC and they eliminated the Patriots from the playoffs. What a day. And you we still what, Mom, got one more. You know what you just did? You just uh, hopped in the shower and washed your hair. Yes. And I can't remember if you just washed your hair or I, not. 100, oh, no, no. It's Did I did I put on shampoo already? That's yeah. more of what it is. <laughs> like, when I'm like, did I already put on shampoo or did I did I not? That's exactly yes. what I just did. I, yeah. Did I do Vikings Bears? Did I call this game? You know what? I'm going to do it again just in case, just and then in case you realize that I had yes, already I said did. it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's when my hair is extra clean when I wash it twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been there before. I'm like, gosh, did I, did I do that Royals did I, Tigers yeah. game? Did I, did I just say that? <laughs> and then, then you like, connect it with something else. So, like, you go out of order yeah. because your brain is connecting it. And then I was yeah. like, no, I'm, no, I already said that. Check. Check. Oh, Monty. man. Monty, I got a question. Who is... Who is your who is your Super Bowl pick? Because we have to get those in prior, prior because because we don't because we will have some of these games will have already been played right before um, we come on next week. So we actually made this we we decided this or we all picked before the season started. I don't know if you remember, and I picked the Chargers, which I think you did as well. George, right? Yeah, we I both did. did. Can I, I? I don't. Now I want the Chiefs back. I want the Chiefs back so I, that, because I wanted to go with the Chargers, and yeah. I said Herbert for 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 MVP. But now I don't trust Brandon Staley no, at I, all. I, at so, all. At all. Yeah so, I, yeah. so I want the Chiefs back. Yeah, I want the. I'll take it back if I can, and I'm gonna pick the Bills. What You're a, a lot loser! Of You're a loser. There are a lot of Bills fans. Um, I I feel I, that they're. It seems like a, a very. I would, I would love for them to win. It's a, book, it's a great story. You know, yeah. yeah, it's a great story, and they they have you know, Diggs sucked at the end for me in fantasy, but if he picks it back up, <laughs> they'll be good to go. Yeah. 
And I'll tell you what, the gauntlet that Cincinnati would go through would be daunting. Like yeah. They could have a Ravens-Bills-Chiefs path. Mm-hmm. But I honestly wouldn't put it past them. No. Like I, they, they, can, they can beat anybody. They've showed they can beat the Bills. Or the Chiefs. Right. Um, I, I think they were on their way to beating the Bills, even you know, on, on Monday mm-hmm. uh, up until the, the Hamlin injury. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I also picked the Chargers at the beginning of the year yeah. right, in the Super Bowl. So I am with, <laughs> I am, I am with you guys. Uh, we, we don't have to make the official picks until we find out who gets that final spot in the NFC, though. All right. So you can at least hold off until then. Thanks, right. Monty. Yeah, Talk to the it's been fun. All right. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Let's continue here live from the TireRack.com studios. No games going on right now. There is just one game left in the NFL regular season. It's Lions and Packers tonight. Doing some word association from the biggest names that we talked about in the offseason and leading into this season. I got a couple more for you. How would you characterize Kirk Cousins 2022, George? Oh, Lord. It, it is nail-biter. Nail-biter. Mm, nail-biter. Because... Nail They've won what more one score games than than anybody. And, you know, I mean, it's been like great and terrible at the same time this entire season because they're 12 and what what are they? No, 13 and four. four. But you're looking at this team and you're like, they could they could lose in the first round of the playoffs. To either Seattle or the, um, well, they got the Giants. They'll have the Giants, so it's set up so they'll have the Giants. How would they have the Giants? The Giants are the six seed. Yeah, the Vikings are the three seed. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, excuse me. That's right. Excuse me. I'm looking at a at a. at a standing from like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> the, so, the scenarios changed. Yes, exactly. So, so, that's all right. So I, yeah. I, misspoke, I misspoke earlier. You know, it, yeah, but and, they and could it's get not that their, you're not saying. Yeah, but, but they it, could get blown out, though, too. Yeah. Gi- uh, the Giants and Vikings played a really good game in, in Minnesota, gosh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, Minnesota Vikings lost 40-3 to this year. Mm-hmm. They lost – uh, twenty-four to seven, thirty-four to thirteen, and forty forty-one seventeen to those Packers, bro. This whole season would be for naught if they get housed again. If if the Packers win tonight, which I believe that they will at this point in point in time, now that the Lions don't have a lot to play for it, but they bite kneecaps, so they may <laughs> just keep on fighting to let keep me give a, you, to get a winning record. Let me give you two quick ones, just because we're tight on time, and you don't have to use just one word. You can use a phrase or a couple of words. What about Bill Belichick? Patriots miss the playoffs. How do you characterize twenty twenty two for Bill Belichick? Exposed. Hmm. Exposed. The he his his arrogance has been exposed because the the whole offensive debacle with Matt Patricia the uh literally causing a regression for your quarterback for your quarterback Mac Jones because you got a defensive coordinator trying to be an offensive coordinator that was a bad deal and you know and now it has just brought up more questions about who is actually more responsible. Is it Tom Brady or is it Bill Bill Belichick? Because uh, Tom Tom Brady keeps on. He's won a Super Bowl and he keeps on making the playoffs, even though this year was just more of like a you know or of a default as opposed to you know 
uh, anything else because their division was so bad. Yeah, we, we've heard Bob Kraft is going to want some changes uh, likely when it comes to that offense this offseason. We'll see if they happen in uh, New England. We'll do this throughout the playoffs as well as there are some playoff names. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. All that's left is just one game in Green Bay, and then the playoffs will be set. We'll wrap this baby up next year on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, our final edition of the 2022 NFL regular season. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We'll be back with you next week for Super Wild Card Weekend that is almost set. Almost set. Just have to find out who the 49ers are going to play in their wild card game as the seventh seed is yet to be determined. It'll either be the Seahawks or the Green Bay Packers. If the Packers win tonight, they'll go to San Francisco If the Lions win over Green Bay, it will be the Seahawks. We'll get George's thoughts on that and so much more. But first, it's now time for the progressive play of the day. Our MVPs brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. MVP. Let's go. Most valuable plays. Chiefs and Raiders. Stidham at his own goal line to throw. Unloads it with the right arm. One-on-one play. Far side intercepted at the 
yard line. Coming over the top of the football. Juan Thornhill playing center field. 106.5 The Wolf and the Chiefs Radio Network. Titans at Jaguars. The throw. The Jags pressure it. He fires to the right side. Caught by Haskins. He's tackled well short. A first down yardage. And the ball's going to go over on down to Jacksonville. WJXL AM 1010 and FM 92.5 Jaguars Radio. Buccaneers at Falcons. Here's Ritter looking. Shoots it in zone. I mean wide open Alameda Zacchaeus for the Atlanta touchdown. 92.9 the game. Falcons Radio Network. Patriots at Bills. Hines takes it a yard deep in the end zone. Going to bring it out. Out to the 10, to the 15, up over the 20, 25, 30. Gets away from the tackler. 35, 40, 45, 50. They're not going to get him. He's going for another one. 102 yards. WGR 550 Bills Radio Network. Vikings at Bears. Cousins handoff to Madison, and he's doing the dash to the right side. Right into the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings. KFAN Minneapolis and the Vikings Radio Network. Browns at Steelers. Pickett throws it down the middle. Touchdown, George Pickens. Pickett to Pickens from 31 out. WDVE 1025 FM Steelers Radio Network. Texans at Colts. Davis looking. He scrambles out to the right. Got to get rid of it. Throws it to the end zone and caught it. Jordan Akins. My goodness. On fourth and 20. Akins with the catch. Texans Radio Network. Jets at Dolphins. It's up and it is good. Wow. Biggest kick of the year for Jason Sanders comes through. Dolphins Radio Network. Panthers at Saints. A 42-yarder for the win. J.J. jams into snap. Hecker puts it down. Pinheiro swings the leg. The kick is up. It is good! Eddie Pinheiro wins it for Carolina to end the season. 99-7 the Fox. Panthers Radio Network. Ravens at Bengals. Joe catches the shotgun snap. He throws it deep down the left sideline. Oh, a leaping catch yeah. in the end zone. <laughs> Jamar Chase. 700 WLW Bengals Radio Network. <laughs> Cardinals at 49ers. Purdy back on third down and four. Screen out to McCaffrey. Blocked by Burford. 10. Cuts back inside five. McCaffrey all the way to the goal line and in. KNBR 49ers Radio Network. Giants at Eagles. Hurts gets it off to Scott. Up the middle. Touchdown, Boston Scott. The Giant killer does it again. 94 WIP Eagles Radio Network. Cowboys at Commanders. Snap to Prescott. Quick throw to the far side. That one is picked off by Fuller at the 20. He's going to walk in. Pick six. Touchdown, Washington. Big 100 Commanders Radio Network. Rams at Seahawks. Mayfield's looking left. Going to let it fly deep. Got a man, Van Jefferson. And it is picked off. Diggs picks it off. Steps out of bounds. Four side. Finally, Baker Mayfield throws us one. The most valuable plays. Gibbles for everybody. This is Fox Football Sunday. That final highlight, courtesy of the Seahawks Radio Network, and the biggest one of that game, Jason Myers' 32-yard field goal that won in overtime for Seattle. It ended up eliminating Detroit. I guess the very small silver lining in that, because of the Rams' loss, Detroit did move up a spot in the draft order, 
So the Lions, uh, courtesy of the Rams pick, will pick sixth overall. The top five, well, the Seahawks will pick five because they have Denver's pick. Then it's the Colts four, Cardinals three, Texans two. And as we touched on earlier, losers of their last 10, but winners uh, in the first overall pick of the draft, the Chicago Bears will be picking first in late April. Man, I honestly hated that because I wanted Indianapolis to be behind either Detroit or Seattle or both. That way, because I'm all for the fireworks in the uh, in the uh, draft, but Arizona may trade out of that spot too for Vegas or Atlanta or Carolina too. You got to watch all of those things. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Texans, by the way, they also own, remember, they own Cleveland's first-round pick which is 12th, so Houston will have two picks in the top 12. Sheesh. And the other the other trade that you forget is the swap that the Eagles made last year with the Saints. Oh, so, the so they're in top 10. Yeah, they'll have picked 10th overall. Ooh, um, and the best, gotten, they got two first-round picks with this good a, good a team. Oh, playing with foul money, buddy. Who wins tonight? Detroit and Green Bay. Packers win, they're in. Lions win, Seahawks are in. I think I think this Lions team is tough, man. They, I think that I'm, I think that they go in there and they play spoiler tonight. The winner, uh, or I should just say, the 49ers are waiting for whoever is going to come to San Francisco. We'll talk to you next Wild Card Weekend here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 